Hello and welcome to another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on all social media. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Whatever, you can cut that out. Put, no. Pull up the, no. the, pull up the no. sticky notes again. No. So, okay, so we recently saw um, Licorice Pizza, the newest... Newest, newest Paul Thomas Anderson film, or PTA as I call it, which doesn't sound like a director, really. No, I think you're going to be the only person who doesn't. <laughs> so we saw it at a theater, the Edwards Theater in town, um, closer to where I live. Uh, it was playing across town, but I had to do some things, so we just ran over there. Convenience. Yeah, it was convenient. Uh... And we saw a pretty decent showing at 7 o'clock, and wasn't busy at all. I no, it, we was, like the, it was dead empty. I think there was only one other person in there with us. I think you can tell everyone has fallen back into the, I'm not going outside until the pandemic numbers drop down, because, yeah, that shit was dead empty. There was nobody there. Yeah, so that was convenient for us. Um, was there anyone else in the theater? Yeah, there was one other person. One other person. Okay. He was right behind the, um, you know, there's that wall, and then the yeah. handicapped seating is right there. He was on the other side of that wall. Because, okay. like, I turned over at one point, and his feet were kicked up and everything. Um, so, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson film. Uh, it has a lot of newcomers in it. Um, it has... Uh, Maya Hain? I don't know their name. So, like, the main characters are uh were relatively unknowns and then they had some more recognizable names as secondary characters but i i mean um yeah i'm just trying to i'm trying to remember the names i I mean everyone alana haim alana haim okay alana haim cooper hoffman sean penn tom waits bradley cooper and benny safety 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 um oh my god what's the guy's name with the who are the asian wives I forget his name. name. I forget his name. I got. I got. It was incredibly racist, though. It was. It was. It was incredibly terrible. It was funny. It was funny, but it was terrible. Does that make us terrible? No, because that was (laughs) because it makes the movie authentic. Because those are the times. That's very true. So, uh, Alana Haim, Cooper Hoffman, Cooper Hoffman being the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was a constant collaborator, or frequent collaborator, not constant. Terrible word usage. John Michael Higgins. Oh, uh, you know, Hoffman was a frequent collaborator with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, and he was in The Master, um, Punch Drunk Love, and something else, I forget. Anyway, um, so it's an interesting movie, uh, Expectations. Um, My expectations were pretty high. But that's just because it's a Paul Thomas Anderson film, and very rarely do one of those come out and not get praise. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson, for those of you that don't remember or don't know, did uh, There Will Be Blood, Punch Drunk Love, The Master, Boogie Nights. Uh, there's another one I'm forgetting. I'm, I think you covered everything I know. Okay. My yeah. expectations were... Nothing. Oh, not, they were... Not as high as yours, but I mean, like, I there are still some expectations. The budget was very small for this movie, wasn't it? 
like I think I remember the budget was really small for the film and being led with, by a couple of uh, relatively unknowns that I who I did not know going into it. Um, not exactly the highest of expectations, but I mean, like you said, Paul Thomas Anderson, and then there were some veteran names behind the film as well. So, so expectations of a quality film to be had. Yeah. So high expectations, semi decent expectations doesn't really matter. It, we ex- I expected there, it to be a gnarly movie. We have higher expectations for this than we do the Uncharted movie coming out. Yeah, which tr- the trailer played before, and I'm not looking forward. To I that at I all. don't. I, I'm hesitant. I'm. I doesn't look good at all. Laura Croft looked better. The new to- you mean the new yeah. Tomb Raider? Yeah, the Alicia Vikander one. That w- yeah, that was actually very good. It was actually good. Yeah. Um. Fun facts about this. I think I already said that with uh, Lana Haim is debuting as an actress in this movie. She is a um, singer. Um, uh, Cooper, I think this is his first film. Um, it said debut, so... I'll have to look it up to be sure. Brian will look it up and will let me know what it says. There's going to be, like, one random... No, this... Okay, so, um... Cooper Hoffman, this is his one and only credit. And, uh... Oh, no, she's got 19 credits? Oh, music videos. Never mind. Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, that's totally different. So, we'll we'll say... Acting debut for them both. Yep. Just to cover all our bases. Um... Do we recommend it? Yes. I yes, I recommend it completely. I think it's a great movie. I think everyone should see a Paul Thomas Anderson film um, in person in theater. Um, Is this expected to get Best Picture nominees? I think it's on like Cause a lot of people's list. It would be on mine. I don't think it would win, but it would be on mine. No, I don't think it would win. No, I'm I saying could un- it I can not win. I can understand people wanting it to get a nomination though. I think it'll get a nomination because it's eight movies now. It's okay. It's up to eight. Okay, I can see that. Happening. I think they changed it to eight. I'm pretty sure they changed it to eight. Okay, it will not win, but it was still a good film. No, but now I can guarantee you, it's, it's, you know, Last Duel, Licorice Pizza, Belfast, yeah, West Side Story, um, Power of the House Dog, House of Gucci, Power of the Dog. So that only leaves two more. We'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we highly recommend it. Uh, plot details. So it takes place in 1970s Los Angeles, primarily the Encino area, but it, it kind of jumps around. It looked pretty damn authentic, though. Looked very authentic. Looked very old school. I guess licorice pizza, <laughs> licorice pizza comes from like a music store that was popular back in the day. Yeah, the same name. There was a chain of them. Yeah, there's something about vinyl or something. I had yeah, to, like, to double check. I, I didn't actually know what it was going into it. Yeah, so uh, the production design on it was fantastic, but let's get into the plot before we get into those. Um, we're going to start off with, you know, Cooper is a... Sorry. Cooper is a uh, actor 
who also has a business, but I think it's technically his mom's. So he he this the way his character is is the character like the character like flips uh back and forth between being really charming and like being a hustler. And it starts off on the very charming side, given because he ha- he was like coming out with that he came out in that movie, and that was kind of how the movie introduced his character as this charming kid as an actor. Yeah, so they introduce him, and like right off the bat, they introduce uh, Alana Haim, and she's like uh, attempting to. I mean, she works for the company that's like taking photos, school yes, photos. It's like a yearbook or something. Yeah, for a yearbook, and there's like kind of a an age difference, but it's not terrible. I don't think it was like she's of drinking age, and he's fifteen. Did she say twenty five? It's like ten years. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah, sure. There, I don't know. There's a there's, the a there's a there's an age difference, um, and enough where people might would would call it weird. Yeah, today. it's a little weird. Back in the day, who knows? Yeah. Um. So he's trying to be sly and everything, and kind of I guess woo her, and he says, "Hey, I'm gonna be at this restaurant or whatever." At this time, if you want to come by, and she does, and it kind of kicks off this thing where um, they hang out quite a bit. She goes with him on his, uh, like, it's like a PR, it's like a press thing for a show he was on or a movie. It had, it had like, talk show vibes kind of a thing. Honestly. Yeah, and then, you know, he couldn't go unless he had a chauffeur. She helps him out and goes with him. Um, and you kind of like meet her family, but like, like what's good is like the you first get half hour or so you get introduced to a lot of people that we're going to see throughout the film. Yeah. So you see like her dad is waiting for her outside shooting hoops and she's like, I went to dinner with Lisa or whatever. And he goes, Lisa, who's Lisa? And he's very, he's a very old school, um, guess an old school Jewish man yeah because they're they're very um, religious they're they're very tight-knit uh, Jewish family and at one point they're having um, dinner with one of the actors that she kind of falls for um, on that trip and oh, yeah, there's the, a big moment of the pretty like, boy is all super proper and really nice and they go to the dinner absolute gentleman yeah and then and it all and then it all just collapses when he uh they're like I'll oh, do the prayer or whatever and he's just like I I have to respectfully decline I'm an atheist yeah and then he started explaining why he's an atheist and it's just like please stop please stop please please stop it's just you're digging a hole it's just so awkward and there was no coming back from that and what's what, one of the best parts of the movie was um they they're leaving or he's leaving or she's walking this guy door to his car oh yeah and she goes what does your penis look like and he goes i'm sorry and she goes your penis what does it look like and he goes normal like uh normal yeah and she's like is it circumcised and he goes yeah and she goes then you're fucking jewish <laughs> and then that was it never saw him that again. was it never, never saw him. saw him the entire movie 
No. And that, hap- that happens a lot with all these secondary characters that come into the film. Is they'll come in, they'll be the, the main focus of the characters for like fi- a 10, 20 minutes, and then that's it, they're just gone. Yeah, they just like vanish. So, um, af- after a little bit, uh, uh, what was Cooper Hoffman? Uh, Hoffman. Yeah, Cooper Hoffman's character's name again. Gary? Gary, yeah, Gary. So Gary finds this place that's selling waterbeds, and um, he gets, I guess his mom owns like a PR firm almost in in itself, where she promotes businesses through newspapers and stuff like that. And I guess he technically owns his own part of the business or something, but... Uh, enough to he get, finds a yeah. It's enough where he starts to where you start to see the hustler part of him come out. Yeah, because he's, ha- he's got that advantage or, uh, and he's, already, and he's very s- savvy, sw- suave, I guess, because he's very slick with the trying to sell stuff. And yeah, so he finds a place that sells water beds, and he goes, "Oh, I guess water beds were just coming out when." Uh, it was this the, movie was supposed to take place. Yeah, it was like it was like um, supposed to be this revolutionary thing at the time, right? And then um, they get in the business of selling them. They buy a storefront, and he's selling water beds. And he's got like some of the actors that he worked with, and then like his brother, yeah, helping him sell them. And then Alana Haim's character is helping too, and they sell. I, I'm trying to. Not going into great detail, but there were so many great moments in this movie. Yeah, like had where that... he just randomly got accused of murder for a moment. Yeah. The cops, oh, right. The cops yeah. just kind of this, like, kidnapped him in the middle of his showing. So they have a, like a, oh, God, what do you call him? Like a convention at the Hollywood Palladium. Yeah. And he's he keeps telling one of his buddies he's with, he's like, no, he goes, you should get some weed and like distribute it that way when people are high they'll want to buy more beds or something yeah and then the guy comes back and goes hey I can't find any weed but I found a guy who's got LSD <laughs> and he goes no you're sticking with the weed and he goes oh okay again fitting with the times yeah and then randomly uh, Lana Haim's character shows up and then um, police like just barrel into Gary and handcuff him and they're like they were rough too oh yeah they were rough so they were like Pushing him out the door into a squad car, and um, wait, at what point did they say you're accused of murder or you're a murderer or whatever? I want to say on the ride. I for I forget. I just oh yeah, on the ride because he's yeah. like you don't get to you don't get to ask things like that, murderer or whatever. And they get to the thing, and then they bring, which is a pretty. This is probably one of the more interesting shots they had was he's handcuffed to a bench in a hallway. Uh, Kind of at the at the beginning of a uh, I guess a four way intersection hallway. Probably I wouldn't have left him unsupervised if the kid. <laughs> well, I mean, also being accused of murder. So the, these two cops come by with uh, some hippie looking guy in tow, and they go, "This him?" And the guy's like, "No, that's not him." <laughs> and then they just like take him away. It's yeah, like this, a like this, a minute, not even. Yeah, and then just. Uncuff him and just leave. Yeah. And that they, was just it. It's just like, forget that happened, yeah. And but they don't say anything. Alana Haim's character is like, come on. And he's like, looking around like, is it okay if I can leave? And then he finally leaves and they kind of run off. Um, that was pretty great. But one of the best parts of that was 
they sold a waterbed to Barbara Streisand and his, her boyfriend at the time. Yeah, husband at the who time. was uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it was played by Bradley Cooper. And what was great about it was um, they were late because there's a gas shortage and like a severe like there's like a severe gas shortage going out throughout the town. So people, the gas station artists filled with lines of people trying to get any gas that they can. People are running out of gas left and right. Yeah, so they get there late, and then Bradley Cooper's character is like, he goes, you see that car? That car's going to get me to the movies, and it's going to get me on the movies on time, unlike you who were late. And he just keeps referencing it, and then he eventually says, like, is that your brother? Is that your brother over there? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'm going to fucking kill your brother, and I'm going to make you watch or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, he, went, he just went from really intimidating, like really fucking scary. Yeah. Oh, no, he says if you ruin the house, yeah, you ruin he goes, the house. I'll fucking kill your family. And Gary's just like, okay. Bradley Cooper killed it. Oh, yeah. He was hilarious. Yeah. So he drives off, and then for some reason in the middle of installing this waterbed... They decide to unplug the hose from it yeah, and let it is, run. They're just kind of this like fuck this guy. Yeah, like fuck this guy. They leave, and then they get like halfway down the hill, and Bradley's Cooper, Bradley Cooper's character, is walking up the hill, and he looks kind of pissed. He goes, "You move! I'm getting in there." Gets in the truck and they're thinking, "Oh my god!" Like he knows what's going on or whatever. Yeah, that's what I thought because because they did, they're not very clear in the timeline. Kind of throughout the movie, I, I was always wondering like how long is this taking place and whatnot. So I wasn't sure if it was just like some uh, cr- like a moment where like the crazy guy is literally chasing you throughout the street because he's trying to get to you. But no, then he just hops into the just hops into the truck with the with the fucking gas ta- uh, canister. Uh, <laughs> Because the fucking car ran out of gas. Yeah, and he's trying to, like, hit on Alana Haim's character while, like, kind of dissing Gary. He's like, are you guys together? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? Do you not like him? Do you not like her? And then they get to the car, and then they get to the gas station, and then Alana's character's like, like, hey, we need to, we need to leave. Like, we, like, let's go. Gary's like, are we just going to leave him here? And, like, he goes nuts going to a gas pump. And he goes right up to a guy and takes the pump out of the car. And then the guy's like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? And he takes out a lighter. He goes, fucking test me, man, or something like that. <laughs> and Like, he's always intense. And then they drive up. The, they decide to drive back up to the car and vandalize his car. Yeah, like they they busted his windshield and all that good shit. Yeah, they bust his car, and then the truck runs out of gas. The, the truck runs out of gas, and they start to freak out a little bit. So, long story short, they re- take the car down the hill. Yeah, so they're and this is remember this is like the work. It's like a it's like a semi basically. Yeah, yeah it's and like they just put a box in, truck. They put it in neutral, and she drives reverse down the hill which was is like really impressive like halfway though she she turns it around at one point at one point but even turning around was really good and uh so yeah just while the brothers are in the trunk yeah they're they're in the back not having a clue what's going on (laughs) so uh they eventually get to the bottom of the hill and then get some gas from somewhere they don't really say where and a lot of hain is sitting on the this this curb looking at them and in the back, you suddenly see Bradley Cooper's character with his gas tank walk by, 
and he gets mad and then randomly like throws a trash bin right through the through window, a window of, a <laughs> of a storefront while he's cussing and swearing and he walks by and these two like women who look like they just came from like tennis, tennis, it was tennis or something. He like walks back to him and goes, "Hey, hey ladies, let me ask you something. Do you guys like peanut butter sandwiches?" <laughs> It's just the fucking 180 <laughs> intense character just go from straight out of his mind vandalizing buildings to just like, oh shit, hold on. So he he walks he walks off and then they they get to where they're going or whatnot, and then she decides to take uh or call somebody that she did business with with the waterbed thing, um who works for a guy running for mayor. And decides to join their volunteer force. So she's like, uh, well, yeah, because the waterbed thing falls under because, uh, oh yeah, because the, the oil sh- embargo, the, yeah, because the oil thing, because the, the oil, oil has helped collapse. to make vinyl, yeah. and vinyl is in the plastic and whatnot. Yeah, so the business collapse, and uh, and then that, again, we never see Bradley Cooper's character again. Right, probably a good thing. Probably would have killed him, <laughs> like you said. So, uh, at this point, she's. Doing um, the volunteering thing, and there's a couple moments throughout the movie where her and Gary kind of fight, and at this point, they're not talking. Um, Yeah, they're not really speaking, and Alana's kind of doing her own thing. They bump into each other quite frequently. Their relationship throughout the movie is really weird. Because like, because you want because you wanted to be with her, but there's an there, there's the age difference. She's like, I literally can't be with you. But then when he shows interest in somebody else, she gets very jealous and upset about it. And then he's constantly switching through with the charming hustler hustler phases, and it just kind of uh, creates weird moments of tension and is just kind of all over the place. Yeah. So, because there's one moment where she goes to a, a casting director with him. Is before the last fight. And I think before the volunteering thing. And she goes to this yeah, acting director or whatever. And uh, uh, Gary's like, whatever she says, just say yes. So she's asking like random ass shit. You speak Portuguese. Can you ride a horse? Can you sword fight? And she's like, yes. Yeah, you like there's yes. there was fencing, horse biking. I think she asked if she can speak like four or five different languages. All she said one yes. Point. She said yes to all of them. Do you speak Latin? Like nobody speaks Latin. So uh, she says yes to all these things. And the casting lady was nuts. She's like, you can just do it all, can't you, honey? <laughs> like she goes berserk. She's up, like... Up until, uh, until she asked if you'll do a... Topless. topless work. Yeah. yeah, if you do a topless. Because he and because he was like, say yes to everything. But then she like looks at him and he's like, don't don't say yes to that. Don't say yes to that. Because she says that yes. Bo- yeah, yeah. Because of course, because that's what he told her. But then like that bothers him all of a sudden. Yeah. So they... <laughs> they, uh, you know, the fight happens. They argue because Gary, who helps... The, this mayor candidate uh, film like a commercial. Uh, he, he overhears them talking about pinball machines being legalized in California because I guess they weren't. I gotta look I guess that they up. weren't. I don't know. Maybe they're because I don't know. Maybe it was considered gambling or something. I don't know. That sounds like something the law would have done. So he wants to get into the that business of pinball machines, and Alana's like, no. Like, you're dumb, that's all you hear is, like, something to make money or whatever. And he goes, well, duh. 
Yeah, because she saw the political thing as like uh, as like importance in something. Yeah, like she wanted to seek a career in politics, yeah. possibly something that like really mattered, as opposed to just fucking pinball machines. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so she's doing all this political stuff, and she has a like a, a script read with somebody. Uh, who is played by Sean Penn. I guess he's a director. They don't really say. It's like a casting director or a director or producer or something. He's someone important in the business. At yeah, least. so um, they go out and then Gary sees them and then it's they go to this country club to have dinner and um, they convince Sean Penn's character to do some motorcycle jump. Yeah, I they kind of go off the rails. Yeah, it's kind of like a borderline, not jump the shark, but whatever, uh, moment. Jump and, through a ring of fire on your mo- on your motorcycle. Yeah, he's going to jump over a hazard where it's been filled with... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been filled with chairs and tables and shit and lit on fire. And like the second he takes off to do this, and she's on the back seat. She immediately falls off. She immediately falls off. And then, like, <laughs> Gary runs to her and is like, oh, my God, are you okay? That's when you switch back to Charming Face. Yeah. And so, you know, they get into this this fight about the pinball thing, which comes later. I'm jumping around. But they talk about, like, you know, Gary's kind of selfish and he's just trying to make money and doing the next thing. And then they do this pinball thing. And um, it's like the opening night for the pinball. Pinball and it's like actually successful. Like the it's place a, is filled out. Yeah, the place is packed, and then there's like aggressive pinballers, which is weird. They're like humping the machines. They're like hip thrusting the fucking machines. Um. So he's got like this, and then like this, her sisters show up, but she doesn't. And, like, she was out with the mayor or to-be mayor or candidate mayor bailing him out of a awkward PR situation because he's gay and he's with his boyfriend at dinner. And he does he called Alana to come and have a drink because I guess he was it's being... A, it's like a cover. I, it's I, a I cover, yeah. yeah. So, like... But, like, it's, like, a really... Weird moment for her because like she was up like about to kiss that other guy at this. Yeah, she's interested point. in the like the one of the uh, other volunteers, like the, like the guy who got her the job there in the right. first place. But then the mayor candidate, uh, um, who's played kind, by Benny Safdie, who kind of like makes apparently is like I'm kind of interested in you, and I mean, it was like an opportunity that she didn't want to pass up for it. So she goes to the restaurant and then finds out oh he's actually gay. There's nothing really going on here. And now she's, like, really conflicted on, like, what she really wants kind of a thing. Yeah. So she runs, she, you know, while she's walking away from this apartment, dropping off the, the Benny Safdie's character's husband or boyfriend, she's kind of having this moment of, like, you know, like, fuck this, and then runs to, uh, a, I would guess... Running to the pinball. Yeah, so she she wants to find she wants to, she wants to find Gary. So she goes to the pinball thing, but she doesn't know that he already left to go find her at the political office. 
and then they eventually they're, they're just like and running a around. Yeah, they're just like and, and a restaurant. They're just running around town trying to find each other as they're both looking for each other. Yeah, and then they both run into each other, and then, um, you know, he get they walk into the pinball arcade, and then he stands on this thing and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, meet the f- next uh, Mrs." Essentially, Mrs. Gary. Yeah, whatever his last name is. I completely forgot. Yeah, so... And then she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And then they finally kiss, so it's like a a full circle, cute moment. I think... Is that where it ends? That was where it ends. And I I immediately asked the question, isn't he still underage? Because again, from the beginning, I didn't know what the time... I wasn't really sure what the timeline was. I don't think he's, he's actually 15, though. I don't know. They because don't the whole time it. they're saying, aren't you like 15? It doesn't mean he is 15. He was getting, he was in the yearbook though. He was getting the yearbook. But he could still, he could be like 18, 17. He could, but the movie doesn't really say. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. So that throws us off. And we don't, and you don't know how. So does that affect your, 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 your no, it doesn't, score on the story? Doesn't, it's not going to change the effect of this, on the story. But uh, I'm just kind of curious on it. Because again, the entire time of the film, I'm not really clear on like how long, how over how long this took place? I get that. That makes sense. That was that was the one question I was asking myself myself most of the film. Is what was the, what is the real timeline here? So we're gonna do scores, but I'm not gonna count because I don't wanna embarrass myself again. So that is where I just put a calculator up and then I start adding them. Yeah, I'm just gonna them. add them up too. So uh, cinematography. I'm gonna say an eight. It was gonna say seven. Okay. Which was which was okay. We mentioned we'll get back when, when we get there. We'll get there. So right. the cinematography gets an eight for me because the the, play, the everything just looked really authentic. It looked very authentic, but it could have been like a point or two higher if there was a little more establishing shots for me. Yeah, I, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything, look, but, like everything looked really authentic. There's nothing to complain about. But there was, it could have been. There wasn't like anything breathtaking or uh, like like with some movies, the cinematography like really really stands out. It wasn't really necessarily part of it here. It was kind of the it was very much a background thing. Yeah, but like but the, it was still done right. the camera angles and stuff they used were pretty fantastic. Like the one where she's on the phone basically seducing somebody over the phone and like she kicks her feet up and he's like on the phone with her that was one yeah like there was a lot of good shots in it so eight i could almost say nine i could i could say nine but eight because it was like like eight's pretty high in my in my honest opinion for cinematography okay okay so performances i'm giving that an eight eight yeah okay performances are really good the main characters which by the way Again, for first time acting credits was very impressive. Oh yeah, like I, they were so good, like you would never guess. Yeah, and then all the secondary characters who played their care, who all of their characters were like really intense and to the extremes on the stereotypes they were playing, and they all killed it. Granted, they had um, some pretty ridic- ridiculous actor names behind it, but um, yeah, like Sean Penn's character, Bradley Cooper, they all the roles that they were meant to play, they they killed them. Yeah, so. Next, we have the story. I would say seven. Six. Okay. 
Okay. I was a little con. I was. I mean, I came out. It of wasn't it. a completely linear story. I mean, I get what it what what it was, but it wasn't like. I almost say seven, not because it's. I don't know how to explain it, but like, it just seven. I was wondering. I wasn't really sure where it was going. The well, I'm kind of hung up on. Uh, the ages kind of worry me a little bit, but I mean. I've seen worse. There was, I mean, it was very much like how we mentioned the second, the secondary characters come in, they have their scenes and then that's it. That's also a lot where a lot of their, a lot of the plot lines went. Yeah. There was a lot of side quests. Yeah. Almost. It's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. So, I mean like the overall story I get, it was between them It was between them. Yeah. But it was just, there was a lot of. It almost was going in a different direction, and then it would curtail back. Yeah. So that's where I landed with that. Character. Seven? It was about eight. Oh, wow. I like the characters. Um, I'm going to stick with seven. Okay. I'm going to stick with seven because... I think I gave an extra point to character. Whatever. Um... <laughs> I don't know. The characters were good. They're fun. Um, what did I give it again? You said seven. I said seven. Okay. Uh, I thought the characters cool. I Alana was my favorite character because there was one point when she's talking with her sister, smoking weed, I guess. And her sister's like, Alana, you can't be getting mad at everything, and she goes. Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. And then just leaves. <laughs> that was at the beginning. That was near the beginning. Oh, it was, was it with... Um, I forget. I, I just remember that scene, though. That, that was pretty funny. It was, like, out in front of the house or something. Like yeah. That. Shut the fuck up. Um, and then uh, I would say, like, Bradley Cooper was another great character. Uh, like, great, Gary was a great character. Yeah. I liked Gary. Um. Benny Safdie's character was interesting, but there wasn't a lot to him. He was a very forgetful kind of aloof. No, again, like that was that was a lot of the characters. Their their roles in the movie were very small, but I, I just I, I liked how well played um, the characters themselves were. Yeah, and um, and the roles that they played. Yeah. So Sean Penn's character was good, but he was kind of a weirdo at the same time. Yeah, I think a weirdo is a good way to describe him. Kind of a creep. Uh, Score. Um, I had it at a nine because it played a lot of old school hits, and I include music in the score. And I was gonna go with the six because looking back on it, I kind of forgot about a lot of it. I just say that because um, they played. Was it Riders? I think it was Riders in a Storm, and I like that song. I don't remember. Um, a lot. Uh, that'll probably be a lot of my scores until. For, like for some, there are some movies where like, damn, the score is kind of taking me away from the movie here. Um, it's gonna be really hard to have a bad score for score. Was the last movie that had like a really shit soundtrack? If we did this for Matrix, we did do this for Matrix. We did do this for Matrix. If we did this for Power of the Dog, I think is that there, would be my lowest. Is there any music in that movie? I th- yeah, I believe so. Okay, I have to go. I, I, I'm not going to go back and watch it I wouldn't it put it very high. Not because it was necessarily bad, it was just not memorable. Yeah. And, not a, or and it didn't add anything. Yeah. Not to see, and again, I, at no point when I'm ranking these am I bashing on anything. It's just personal opinion. 
Some movies don't need, uh, d- just don't need to. Um, if we if, don't need to sometimes. Yeah, if we did a retro review of No Country for Old Men, then that would get a zero on score because it has no, no score. There was, there was no score. There was like nothing to it. But again, that 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 added like to the the feel of the movie in a sense. So it actually would be high. It would be ranked higher because there is no score. We would rank it higher. Uh, it depends on what the score. We're probably been. just yeah. So, production design is going to be the bonus one we decided. How close is that to cinematography? Because so the way we were talking about cinematography. Before- so just to show you, cinematography is, in my opinion, if I were to dumb it down, I'm not calling you dumb. I am, but <laughs> cinematography would be the 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 angles, the types of shots, and stuff like that. It wouldn't necessarily be what's in, what's decorated. It would be the shot of itself. So, for instance, so you, so would you say, like production, the design is the creation of the set pieces themselves, and the cinematography would be the work, the specifically the work of the camera and the cameraman. Yes. Okay. So, for instance, you could have a shot of, let's say, let, let's break it down. For instance, Gary is on the phone with Alana, with a sales person buying a waterbed or whatever. Yeah. She kicks up the feet. That shot in particular is not any be- any any less interesting or less interesting or whatever, more interesting because there's a fucking drape in the background. Yeah, you know what I mean. But because of the angles and such. But, but then, the like, angle is what you're looking at. But then, like their homes and such, and how authentic they feel to the time would be straight so if we wanted to gauge something on costume design from that shot that i just spoke of you could grade what gary's uh, what hoffman's character gary is wearing but you wouldn't base that off of the camera you know what no, I mean? the yeah. angle okay you know what i mean yeah okay so if that makes any sense it makes sense so like cinematography if we if we wanted to also talk about like uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, when Brad Pitt's character is driving down the streets of Hollywood, which the angle look- of him driving that car and it's following him, yeah, that you could grade that on camera and almost on des- on the design, yes, but they aren't mutually exclusive. Okay, okay, what were we doing? <laughs> we already given our score, production score, yeah. So I'm going to say an 8. 7. Okay. And that gives my total score 42, which I think... 47. For me, I think 42 sounds about right. 42 out of 50 is pretty good. Yeah. Because that's bonus points. Yeah. 47, I might... If I refined it, I would, I would probably change some things, but... I think I'm pretty happy with that. 47. It's a pretty damn good score. Yeah. Much higher than Matrix. Which was what? What was that again? Pretty bad. It was in the 30s. In the 30s? Well, 30s isn't terrible. It was pretty bad. I would say... I think we should... Well, we should I, it may be even lower. I could be wrong. You want to know what we should do is we should break this down in... Uh, if it's in the 40s, 40s or 50, it's a see it, highly recommend. Yeah. If it's in the 30s, 240, it's a see it... At your convenience. If it's a 20 to 30, then it's like, you can skip it or stream it. 
And if it's anything less, if it's anything less than that, then we save you. you don't we see save, it. We save you trouble. You, you don't, don't need to this. see it. Yeah. Because like, do not watch White House Down. That movie is straight <laughs> zero. We should legit do a retro review on that. We can do so, a re- just so we can do a, a negative. We can negative do a, a retro review on it. I'm gonna be so fucking mad about watching it again, but oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if it's on TV, just take notes. See, I mean, that was whatever. I mean, I was upset because I spent money on it. Like, I legitimately <laughs> wanted to walk out of that theater. That movie was so bad. We were laughing at the end of that dumbass movie when the fu- when the daughter runs out with the fucking flag to wave down the, the jet fighter jet about to destroy the White House. Yeah. Like, we saw her running out, and she's she looked at the, she looked turned to her side, and there's a fucking flag on the ground. It's just like there's no fucking way they're gonna do this. They're not actually gonna do this right now. Yeah, so that's our review of Licorice Pizza. So it falls into the 40s, 40 to 50 range, which is a highly recommend. Yes, it was a good um, it was a good movie. Yes, so definitely go see it. And let us know what you think in the comments of our Instagram or, you know, DM us, whatever. Just let us know what you think. We'd love to talk to you about it. Have a great night or day, whatever. And that about does it for another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe or the like button. If you've already done so, be sure to check out our other content on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. We haven't really done anything on the TikTok and Twitter. Thanks as always and stay tuned.